to D-List of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. I'm Allison. Uh, we pressed pause on the podcast for a couple of weeks because of the Black Lives Matters protests. And honestly, we just weren't in the mood to talk about the stupid shit we talk about. Um, yeah, I know we're a silly distraction. And I love being a clown. But sometimes the clown doesn't feel like clown. Clown doesn't feel like clowning. My brain turned off there for a minute. I'm pretty sure that's the job that the clown puts down when it files its taxes. Clowning. Clowning, yeah, that's it. That's what I well, that's what I put on my taxes. Mm-hmm. But um, so we're back to being your stupid distraction. But mm-hmm. before we pick up again, um, the protests continue continue, the fights continue, the mm-hmm. fight continues. So I'm going to share a few things mm-hmm. um in ways that you can help if you're looking for ways to help. I mean, everyone's been telling you how to help, but yeah. we're going to tell you now. Or if you want to, ke- yeah, if you want to keep helping, that's the thing too. It's like not not just one help, like keep helping, keep doing stuff. Yeah. So by now you've heard the story of 26-year-old Brianna Taylor, the EMT in Louisville, Kentucky, um, who was shot and killed in her home mm-hmm. after police busted in on a no-knock warrant which is crazy. They were looking for drugs, which they never found. And two people who didn't live with Brianna, they were looking for them, but they were already in police custody. So the police who killed her have not been charged. And many are calling for Kentucky's attorney general to charge them already. So Beyonce put out an open letter calling um, for the officers to be charged. Mm -hmm. So to help, you can go to Justice for Brianna. That's B-R-E-O-N-N-A dot org. Mm-hmm. And there's many ways you can, you know, they list all the ways you can help, like signing a petition and calling the powers that be in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Louisville has finally gotten rid of the uh, no-knock warrants. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And it's also Pride Month. And mm-hmm. this week, the Supreme Court here in the U.S., banned uh, employment discrimination against LGBTQ people. And it's a big win, but I can't believe it took so long. I was like, uh, this hasn't already been a thing. Yeah, I thought I honestly thought that was a mistake when I saw it on Twitter. Like I was like, wait, did they tweet something from five years ago? But no, that's how 20 years ago. Yeah, no. And so since it's pride, and we're in the middle of um, Black Lives Matter uh, movement, Many people are protesting for Black trans people mm-hmm. since Black trans face homelessness at crazy rates mm-hmm. and Black trans women are murdered at crazy high rates. So mm-hmm. there's an organization that I found that I read about called and have donated to called the Okra Project. Um, I, yeah, I was going to say I saw about the Okra Project. It's really cool. Yeah, so they deliver healthy meals to black trans people. They're at theokraproject.com. There's also Voix Noir mm-hmm. that helps um, all black women and their families with food and other aid. That site is V-O-I-X-N-O-I-R-E.com. If you're French, you're like, why the fuck is he spelling this out for me? <laughs> but so... Do you have anything to add? I do. So mine are going to be Canadian specific because, I mean, there's there's kind of no end to like the resources in both, you know, U.S. and 
Canada. So mine are going to be just very, very general, but they're kind of great starting points. If you're not really sure what to do, but you want to do something and you also kind of want to do the research yourself, um, go to blacklegalactioncenter.ca. So it's all one word, blacklegalactioncenter.ca. So you can donate to them, which is great, but they can also, uh, you know, they provide um, obviously legal assistance and uh, anyway, they're they're incredible. Another one would be uh, Black Youth Helpline, which is uh, the website's different on this one. It's blackyouth.ca. Uh, and it's more than a helpline. Um, it's like a community outreach. Again, it's that one is Toronto specific. So, you know, but here's the thing. Maybe you've donated to like a ton of stuff in the States and you're kind of like running out of ideas and you're like, well, who do I donate to now? Donate to the Black Youth Helpline um, or any Literally any indigenous advocacy group in Canada or the US, I know that we're talking about Black Lives Matter, and I know that it's Pride Month, um, but in some countries, Canada, uh, we're so far behind on uh, First Nations and indigenous um, uh, rights. So uh, again, here's go to the Native Women's Association of Canada, Google that, or just Google indigenous advocacy group. Uh, America Indigenous Advocacy Group Canada and start from there and uh, do what you need to do. And like Allison said, there's many, many ways you can help. And I suggest, like she suggested, doing your own research and reading. Google is your friend in this case. It's not always your friend. I mean, there's pictures of me that are so fucking ugly. I can't get them up. <laughs> Google images. But in this case, Google is your friend. Yeah, it is. So now we're going to get into a story that is 100 years old, mm -hmm. but we didn't get to talk about it, so we're going to talk about it. We, like like Ross and Rachel, we have been on a break, and we need to catch up. Yeah, so it's the Leah Michelle saga. So I've been hearing stories about what an asshole she is for years. Same. I don't know anybody. And so... <laughs> So years ago, Naya Rivera, who was a regular on Glee, wrote in her book um, about there. They've been, you know, they've had history of feuding, right? But she mm -hmm. wrote in her book that when her role on the show got bigger, Leah didn't like that, and that working with her became difficult. And for one full season, they didn't even talk to each other. Mm -hmm. So that leads us to, you know, this story, which is everyone's been coming about coming out with their own horror stories about her. Mm -hmm. And in case you don't know who Leah Michelle is, because some people might not know, she's like that Camille Cabello-like girl from Glee. She's like a theater kid on steroids. It's funny you would say Camille Cabello, because to me, she's like the Target brand Idina Menzel. Actually, that's actually maybe too too flattering. Well, because Camille Cabello, she has a reputation as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and you know, yeah. I don't, I don't think Idina Menzel has. She's more in career trajectory only. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so many of you already know this story, so I'll give it to you real quick. Mm -hmm. Cut to forty-five minutes later when I'm like, it's a two-parter. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, right, tune in next week when we cover the rest of it. <laughs> so Leah, like many, tweeted support for Black Lives Matter and tweeted that George Floyd didn't deserve to die. That tweet um, rubbed. Samantha Ware the wrong way. So Samantha Ware is an actress who is on Glee and she is black. So she tweeted this. 
um, laughing my ass off. Remember when you made my first television gig a living hell? Because I'll never forget. I believe you told everyone that if you had the opportunity, you would shit in my wig, amongst other traumatic microaggressions that made me question a career in Hollywood. Shit in her wig. That's fucking aggressive. Well, Leah's been shitting in my ears with that singing voice for years, so she's capable of shitting in someone's wig. She's an expert. She really is. So Alex Newell and Amber Riley, who are also on Glee and are also black, responded with gifts that seemed to confirm that Samantha wasn't lying. Like, they were with Samantha. So Heather Morris, also on Glee, she's white, she said that Leah was unpleasant to work with, but can't say that Leah's a racist. So there were many, 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 many other stories about how awful Leah is. A few people defended her, like her nail artist. I mean, if I was her nail artist, I would defend her too, because she can stab you with those tools. Yeah, exactly. She's keeping the lights on too, so... Samantha's tweet mate caused HelloFresh, which is that meal prep company, to drop Leah as a, I guess you could say she was a brand ambassador. Like that's, is that what you call someone who just basically who just gets poses? Free boxes? Yeah, and poses with the product on Instagram. Yeah, she's like a commercial lady. Yeah, so Leah has to come up with her own meal prep now because she's no longer associated with HelloFresh. So after that, Leah finally addressed it with the biggest non-apology of non-apologies. So she said that she doesn't remember threatening to Kaka and Samantha's wig. She isn't racist, but that she's in a privileged position where her actions may have been perceived as inappropriate. She said that she's sorry for any pain her behavior has caused and said she'd do better. She also just had to mention that she's currently pregnant. So, yeah, take it easy on the pregnant woman, Mm -hmm. is what she's basically saying. Mm -hmm. So, like many, Samantha wasn't won over by Leah's faux apology and responded with perceived (laughs) because, you know, uh, yeah, that was a mess. Mm -hmm. So, Samantha later did an interview with Variety about it and said that Leah was cold from day one, never talked to her, and while shooting one scene, Samantha was, like, goofing around which she says the actors who aren't on camera sometimes do, mm-hmm. and the camera wasn't on her. Leah was the only one who had a problem with it, took it as, as, as Samantha being disrespectful toward her, and threatened to get Samantha fired. So Samantha also said that she doesn't think Leah is a racist, but suffers from a symptom of living in this world in an industry that is tailored to white people. The anti-Leah hate stories do not end there. <laughs> Did I say I was going to be quick? I lied. I'm looking at my watch right now, and I'm like, slow down, watch. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere. (laughs) So one anonymous source says that after L'Oreal gave Leah $1 million to be their face, she was difficult to work with and was replaced a year later uh, with Blake Lively, also a model named Plastic Martyr, who is a trans woman. She said that at the Emmys one year, she was in the bathroom with Leah, and Leah was washing her hands. So Plastic went to grab the soap and said, excuse me to Leah, and Leah said, excuse me, excuse me, you realize you're in the women's bathroom. I mean... That's gross. Then there's stories that go way back, like to when Leah was 12 years old. (laughs) Oh man, people are really going back in time for these. They're going to, like, go to the nursery, her hospital nursery, and say she's, like, one of the babies, and she's going to spit She spit at her. She shit her diaper on purpose. Yeah. Her understudy for the Broadway show Ragtime said that she made everyone's life a living hell, and that she used to cry every night from the mean things that Leah would do. So she's been a demon 
since birth. Damien who? <laughs> the omen what now? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I mean, who could have guessed that nobody was acting on Glee when their character called out Rachel for being an insufferable bitch, which happened to like every character. Every yeah, character. They- like Santana called her out. Friggin' uh, Sue, Sue Sylvester called her out. They weren't acting. Take away Sue Sylvester's Emmy. She wasn't actually acting. She was just reacting. Like, there's YouTube supercuts that say, like, what was her character name? Rachel Berry. Rachel, like, Berry. Rachel Berry getting called out. Rachel Berry is the most horrible human being on the planet. What? Can it troll? Santana. You have sold half the people in this room down the river more times than I can count so that you can get a solo or the lead in a musical. And I'm pretty sure that you don't know the names of the other half of the people. That's not true. All right, what is his name? Rick. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, there's like BuzzFeed, there's BuzzFeed quizzes, which is, it's like, which, which asshole Rachel Berry are you? You're season three asshole Rachel Berry. So, of course, none of this is surprising, but do you think her career is over? No, I don't think so. Because it's like, she didn't do something that was... What she did was heinous. And she's obviously been, like, heinous, like you said, since birth. She's been, like, heinous in the womb. She probably kicked her mom through all nine months of pregnancy. Um, But she didn't... She did the kind of thing where she can definitely come back from it and be like, I've learned, I've grown, I've done self-reflection, I did meditation, I'm a new person. Like, she can do that and then someone will buy it. And like, she might get, she might get one season on some TV show. She might get to judge a TV show, like be a guest judge on a reality show. Or she can be like Ellen's sidekick since Ellen's mean too. So they're either going to bond over their meanness or tear each other apart. Oh, they love to inflict pain on people. They're going to start their own. Um, like, you know how Ellen has that game show where she just, like, tortures people? Yes. Yeah, yeah Leah it's, Michelle it's going to be that. Ellen and Leah. Yeah. Leah shitting in people's wigs. Basically. And Ellen being like, ooh, do it again. <laughs> Egging her. Or on. if I was Leah's agent, I would pitch her to be the new um, spokesperson for Preparation H since um, she's a pain in everyone's ass. That was a dad joke. I loved it. I really liked it, Michael. But honestly, her career in Hollywood was done the moment Jessica Lange mistook her for a wall and ignored her at that event. That's all we needed to know. Yeah, if you, everyone has seen that clip. But if you haven't, look it up on YouTube. It's my Prozac. So yeah, her career was done at that moment. It's honestly the uplifting, it's like, uh, how many seconds is it? It's only like 20 seconds, but it's enough to really lift you up out of anything. Yes, 20 seconds of heaven. It's beautiful. So so moving on from one uh, evil bitchy brunette who is famous to another evil bitchy brunette who was like a fraction of famous in Canada, Canadian famous, which is like a Canadian famous 10 is like an American famous 0. 0.5. Um, so... Jessica Marooney, a name that you maybe didn't know before last week, but you possibly know now. Or maybe it's just gone in one ear and out the other because you're like, who? Um, So Jessica Mulrooney kind of had her own Leah Michelle moment last week. So Jessica Mulrooney, how many more times can I say her name by the way? I know. It's like, is she paying you? (laughs) Well, she she needs the publicity. She (laughs) She needs it. I don't want her money. Anyway, so she's been friends with Meghan Markle since like 2011 when Meghan Markle moved to Toronto to film Suits. So Jessica Mulrooney is a person of 
uh, implied stature because her family owns this shoe store called Browns and it's like a huge shoe store in Canada. Yeah, Yeah, no Browns. Yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of expensive, kind of not. When I was a kid, there was like a caterpillar in the store and I always wanted to go in and like, it was like a caterpillar slide or something. And my mom's like, we're not going in there. We do not have money for Browns. So I thought it was an actual caterpillar and you wanted to like, like they had it in an aquarium. <laughs> <And> <laughs> what do you think happens like, in Canada, f- Michael? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It made sense to me. But then I was like, why does she want to go pet the caterpillar? caterpillar. <laughs> Again, who knows what happens up north here? So she married uh, a guy named Ben Mulrooney, who... Wait, what's Jessica Mulrooney's... Uh... Last name, Mulrooney. <laughs> her, her, her birth name. Uh, I believe it's Brownstein. Oh, Brown. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Browns, get it? Browns, dude? So, she married. <laughs> it's Caterpillar. It's ca- yeah. Jessica Caterpillar. Yeah. They changed it. <laughs> they didn't want it to be too Caterpillar focused. <laughs> so, she married Ben Mulrooney. Ben Mulrooney is the son of um, former Prime Minister Brian Mulrooney, who was like a conservative Prime Minister during like the George Bush senior years. They were like good friends and whatever so um he basically he's like he's like a rich kid whose dad was famous and she's a rich kid whose parents were famous so anyway they got married and now her life is that she was a stylist so she made friends with Meghan markle in you know about 10 years ago and started styling her and then she's like my job is i am a stylist so because of her connections and her friendship with Meghan markle and all this stuff she is a person like she is a thing she's like an influence in or was an yeah influencer. yeah was an influencer and she's she looks like like a real housewife reject she looks like a great value kyle richards oh that's accurate that's it, but accurate. if you dipped the great value kyle richards in tang because she is orange <laughs> i went to her instagram page yeah, and orange. it was like i got a suntan from how orange and bright she was she's like so orange it was like Get out your bikini and yeah. sunbathe in front of her Instagram page. And as a Canadian, let me tell you, we do not get that hand here. We literally have maybe 20 days of sunlight in the whole year. You, there's no way you can do that naturally. Well, it's not even 10. It's orange. She's It's like Oompa Loompa. Anyway. Yeah. No. She looks... She's like a croc. She's like, you know, orange crocs? Yeah. All right. Um, so... She um she had a show called I Do Redo, which was like this reality show where if you had a shitty wedding, then she would like let you plan this like do-over wedding. I mean, I'm sure some people liked it. But the point is it's not even a show anymore because so on Wednesday of last week, another Canadian lifestyle influencer named Sasha Exeter, who's a black woman, also do not discount her influence as an influencer. She's a Joe Fresh ambassador, and that is as high as you can get on the Canadian influencer, influencer game scale. Surfer. That's like, yeah. she has a crown. She is like the queen of influencers because she's a Joe Fresh ambassador. So she went on Instagram and like put up this video being like, here's what happened. So it's been t- kind of two weeks since like the big kind of Black Lives Matter push happened on social media. And so what Sasha Exeter had done was she had posted something on Instagram, essentially calling out people who had a platform that weren't speaking out or weren't posting anything. Like they hadn't even done the bare minimum, which is the black square, right? And Jessica took that personally because she hadn't done anything. She hadn't mentioned anything about Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. So then, according to Sasha, Jessica slipped into her DMs and was like, "Um, how could you call me out like that? 
you're a bitch. I'm going to talk to all your sponsors. I'm going to tell them that you were mean to me and that you made Jessica Mulroney feel bad and you're never going to work again. No one's going to give a shit about you. You're not going to pay your bills, all this stuff. Like it was like really very threatening to end our career. Yeah, exactly. Leah Michelle, come and get your uh, Canadian sister. (laughs) Like really, who do they think they are? Alexis Carrington? They can end careers. Yeah. I know. It was very dynasty. It's like, okay, calm down your shoulder pads. It's fine. But I mean, technically, though, Toronto is really small. And like the Canadian, like media industry is very, like everyone knows each other. So technically, Jessica could make some calls and kill her career. Like she could actually do that. So Sasha Exeter was like, I was scared because she's like, oh, my God, what happens if my career goes like and yeah, nobody will work deals. with me yeah yeah so she like she called jessica mulrooney out being like this is what this person did to me and like especially during like while we're having conversations about you know how difficult it is anyway for a black woman to be a you know a canadian lifestyle influencer and so jessica then she like po- she gave like a vagueish kind of apology. So she said that she called it a disagreement that got out of hand, which is like perceived, uh, perceived. No. That's <laughs> perceived. Yeah, that's yeah. the Canadian perceived. Yeah, yeah. She's like, it was a disagreement that got out of hand. She's like, I'm gonna try to use my platform to speak on Black Lives Matter and all this stuff. It to me bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it was bullshit. It's like I could read right through it. It's like this is something that like a fixer has typed up for her. So anyway. Anyone who thought it was bullshit was vindicated. So first things first, while that was all happening, the TV channel that shows I Do Redo was like, okay, we're not showing this show anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. Like, they're like, this is gross. Jessica Mulroney attacked a black woman and threatened her career. We don't want to work with her anymore. So things were already probably getting very uh, heated at the Mulroney house. (laughs) Like, she was starting to freak out a little bit. Yeah. So... Jessica provided this apology, but then behind the scenes, she DM'd uh, Sasha Exeter saying just one one sentence. It's a liable suit. Good luck. So she meant, obviously meant libel suit. She's going to sue her for libel. Like, girl, um, pick up a diction. Put down the orange paint that you paint your face with and pick up a dictionary. Yeah, just it'll only take you two seconds. You go back to painting your face orange two seconds from now. So anyways, of course, Jessica like posted that screen grab being like, okay, so here's what's actually happening is she's apologizing in public behind the scenes. She's threatening to sue me. And that's when like everybody started dropping. So like Jessica um, does styling work for this show called City Line, which is amazing. I watched it every day of my mat leave. I love City Line, but they're like, we're not working with her anymore. Sasha also sometimes appeared on Good Morning America. Again, Jessica was on Good Morning America, right? What did I say? Sasha. Sasha was not on Good Morning America. She should be. I mean, Good Morning America has a position, obviously, now that needs to be filled. So yeah, and I didn't Sasha, know apply for it. Jessica, whatever, was on Good Morning America, but apparently she was. Yeah. Neither did I. But yeah, so here's the thing. And she they works... said good night, Jessica. I, Michael, are you're coming for my gig with dad <laughs> jokes. I don't like it. Well, I do like it. I really like these jokes, actually. <laughs> It's it's a bittersweet. It's a double-edged sword. So I think the reason that she was on Good Morning America is because Jessica also had a deal with Kleinfeld's, the bridal oh, company, yes. yeah. which she did. She doesn't anymore. And The Bay, which is like a huge, it's like kind of like our Macy's sort of thing. Like So she, she lost everything. She, yeah, she lost everything. So Pretty she released much. another statement being like, 
I have work to do. I have to step back. I respect everyone's decisions. You're right. And um, so, but among all of this, though, was everybody kept mentioning, this is Meghan Markle's best friend, Meghan Markle's Canadian best friend. Like Jessica Mulroney's kids were in Meghan Markle's wedding and they are like best friends, right? So Meghan Markle hasn't said anything because, I mean, why would you want to be associated with this now? Yeah. But a source kind of, uh, you know, said Meghan Markle is mortified that she has been dragged into it. She cannot be associated with Jessica in public. So um, she might still be friends with her, but she might also just, you know. Yeah, she's not going to be seen with her. Yeah, she's not going to be changed. Yeah, she's not going to be seen with her. And so that friendship could also be a little bit weird from now on. Um, Now, the my... Probably my favorite part about this story, though, is Lainey Lou of Lainey Gossip um, works with Jessica Mulrooney's husband, Ben Mulrooney. And so she wrote about this and she said that um, she kind of gave her own little blind item. It's not even blind. She just straight up says that Jessica is allegedly um, going through like every Instagram story and taking note of who has liked certain Instagram posts and she's like keeping a list of people that she thinks has turned against her. Which like I mean she's got how old is she? Yeah that's a 16 year old girl move. Like how's she gonna get revenge on them? Like TP their house, prank call them, send pizzas to their house. Like (laughs) how is she gonna get revenge? Send them them expired self-tanner. No. Well I think I think what she's doing is she's taking names to see who she shouldn't be sending her resume to in six months. Like, she's being like, oh, okay, they like that? Okay, don't agree with Oh, no, she's them. not that smart. She's not <laughs> that smart. <laughs> no, she's, she's That's still going to send more resume. Yeah. Hey, so, <laughs> thought you might like to look at this. <laughs> Anyways, so, yeah, it's a mess. And it's very exciting for Canada because we don't get this type of mess. It's not exciting for Sasha Exeter, who felt probably, like, the most anxiety over all of this. Yeah. But it's exciting exactly. for the rest of us because we don't. We don't have this kind of drama. Well, and also, you should thank Jessica since she she created all of this because she didn't have to yes. say anything. Like, if she said nothing, if she didn't DM Sasha, we might not ever, you know, we might not ever know that Sasha was talking about her. Yeah. But Jessica thinks she's so untouchable and her privilege is so out of control that she couldn't help it. She's um, Jessica Morani. Michael! <laughs> I know, it's th- three strikes I'm out. <laughs> I know, those three strikes I'm out of a job. I don't like this. No, again, I do. I like it. I love these But jokes. she's stupid. She's very stupid. <laughs> and but, like, yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say, it's like, obviously, she doesn't need a job because she comes from shoe money, Canadian shoe money. Don't doubt it. But yeah. I mean, but she needs, she her biggest it's not money. The thing she desires the most is relevancy. And she doesn't have it right now. Well, and Megan needs to dump her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and see, Megan was probably only friends with Jessica to social climb, you know, up like yeah. the Toronto society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now that Megan has like reached the top, 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 she, you know, she can dump Jessica. Yeah, she lives in LA now. She, she, she can have LA friends. She doesn't need Toronto lives, friends anymore. She lives in LA now. <laughs> okay, so we need a palate cleanser. Yes. After all that. And what's a better palate cleanser than candy bars? Mm. 
So there's, of course, a million, million, million lists of candy bar rankings. But the site Mashed did one this week and put it on their YouTube channel. So they ranked American candy bars from yummiest to yuckiest. So here's the list from worst to best. And then we'll discuss since, Allison, I know you have thoughts. Mm-hmm, I do. Okay. At the very last, the worst, Butterfinger. Then Almond Joy slash Mounds. Then Score slash Heath. Then Mr. Good Bar. Then Payday. Then Hershey's Milk Chocolate Bar. Then Three Musketeers. Then Hershey's Cookies and Cream. Crunch. 100 Grand. Twix. Milky Way. Kit Kat. Reese's Take Five. And... At number one, the yummiest, according to Mashed, is Snickers. Uh, yummiest, according to Mash, and also according to Allison as well, Snickers is delicious. You would put that at number one? I absolutely would, Michael. I'll tell you why. Because it is two different candy bars. If you get desperate enough, you can cut a Snickers in half. And on the one side, it is chocolate and caramel and peanuts. And on the other side, it's like a slab of peanutty nugget. Nougat. <laughs> nugget. Nougat. Point is, you get two of them. It's, or you she, can make she them make love to each other. Yeah, yeah she, exactly. She has versatility. So would you put Butterfinger last? Hell no. Butterfinger no, that's delicious. why this list is trash. Because trash. who oh, oh. hates Butterfinger? Well, I'm okay, sure there are people who hate Butterfinger. Oh, there's people screaming into their phones right now. No, listen. Okay, I think I know why Butterfinger is last, though. is because Butterfinger doesn't use real chocolate on the outside of it. The inside of a Butterfinger is delicious. It's like finger kiss right but the outside of it has that like it's like a greasy chocolate it's like the chocolate where it's like chocolate flavored oil well most of this chocolate is like (laughs) most of like american candy bar chocolate excuse you snickers snickers uses real chocolate thank you that's why it's in the number one spot but like if butterfinger used real chocolate it could easily be on the number one spot for me but it like it shouldn't be last to me what should be last is that hershey's basic bar like, that only yeah. tastes good if you melt it in the microwave and, like, p- pour it over ice S'mores. Cream. It's only good for s'mores, too. Or s'mores. Like, oh. that should be last. You know you know what should be last? Mr. Goodbar. Because who wants peanuts? Peanuts M&Ms are great. But just chocolate with a bunch of lumpy peanuts in them? No, thanks. Not interested. I take that over a, a basic Hershey's. What is... Okay, what's missing, though, to you on that list? Okay, what's... Okay, first of all, I love that they included score because when I was a kid... I tried to eat score as much as possible because I thought it was so fancy. So I really? thought, you know, when I go to a 7-Eleven, I would look real fancy and adult <laughs> if I true, bought though. a score. Uh, okay, there's this candy bar called Rocky Road, which I love and lo- loved it- as a kid. Oh, do they still have it? I think so. It's like a red, shiny wrapper. Okay. And uh, it's like basically Rocky Road in a candy bar. What's missing for you? baby ruth oh yeah they didn't put baby ruth no, i don't really like baby ruth but baby ruth is really sweet you can only eat them in like minis you can't eat a full bar it's where sweet. would you put that on the list Ooh, that's tough above above hershey's cookies and cream okay so in the middle yeah cookies and cream rank too high for me so i'd i'd stick in baby ruth also reese peanut butter cups not on that list is that a candy bar well they put reese's take five it's candy but this is candy bar allison Take five, take five is a square, Michael. That's true. No, you know what really, really needed to be on this list? What? Whatchamacallit. Oh, fuck, yes. Uh, yeah. That should be just... number one. Like, it has a crisp. 
Mm-hmm. It has peanut butter. It has caramel and chocolate. It's perfect. And it has the hottest like theme song of what all you time. Call it? Yep. Allison and I are now going to get into five stories, starting with SpongeBob. So Nickelodeon celebrated Pride by tweeting pictures of some of their LGBTQ plus characters, including um, transgender actor Michael D. Cohen, who is in Henry Danger. And the bisexual character Avatar Korra from The Legend of Korra. They also posted a picture of SpongeBob SquarePants, so some took it as his coming out. So because of Nickelodeon's tweets, both SpongeBob Gay and Asexual trended on Twitter, since um, some people said that SpongeBob is asexual, not gay or bi. So there's been rumors for years... (laughs) about Spongebob's sexuality. But in 2002, the show's creator denied that he's gay. Yeah, but that was 2002, baby. This is 18 years later. Spongebob is definitely gay, and this is big news because this is the first gay sponge. Literally, because sponges are asexual. They're an asexual being. So this is like a this is huge. He's the groundbreaking. It is. It's it's groundbreaking. It's sponge um, breaking, if you will. Science break. Science breaking. It's bikini bottom breaking. That's where he lives, by the way. And so I know Nickelodeon meant well, mm-hmm. but I'm mad at them because all of this talk about SpongeBob's sexuality made me Google. Um, naked SpongeBob, and I mostly got pictures of like him without his pants and his shirt collar belt on. But um, I went deeper and I got fanfic porn. You got him. You got him like of Squidward. Squidward. Yep, fucking him with that nose. So I do not appreciate that Nickelodeon. And yes, I would Squidward's <laughs> nose. I mean. So we talked about Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox splitting up again after 10 years of marriage. Megan has already moved on to Machine Gun Kelly, and there are new Pat pictures of them kissing in his convertible after leaving a bar. A day before those pictures came out, paparazzi pictures came out of Brian on a lunch date with this generation's Marilyn Monroe, Courtney Stodden. But a source tells E that Brian and Courtney aren't dating and that he's not over Megan and hopes he and Megan will get back together. He's just trying to take his mind off of things. Brian is 46 and Courtney is 25. How do you think they met? Uh, right? Rhea? I know. Yeah, Rhea. I'm, you know what? I feel like it's something really boring, like they're neighbors or something. No. Oh, what happened was his, his publicist probably called her and asked if she wanted some attention and also to help Brian make Megan jealous. That's I, I want to believe it's neighbors. <laughs> I want to believe there's a real connection here. I'm happy for Courtney because this is like super random to hear rumors that like a, a big boob blonde is maybe hooking up with David Silver in the year 2020. But that's still a massive upgrade from being known as the big boob blonde who was married to the creepy, stretchy alien guy from X-Files. So I say, Courtney, congratulations. Well, honestly, like a piece of shit is a step up from Doug Hutchison. Yeah, that's true. It's literally true. The the fluke man from X-Files is a step up from Doug Hutchison. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't speak nerd, so I have no idea what you said, but I will agree with you. Okay, thank you. 
Pete Davidson is, uh, he's pushing that King of Staten Island movie, and he was on Howard Stern to promote it. And as we know, Pete is very close with his mother and lives with her on Staten Island. He lives in, in the basement, but it's like a fancy basement. So he said that during the lockdown, he's been jacking off at least two times a day and said that his biggest fear is getting caught jacking off by his mom. There's only one fear that is greater than that and more powerful than that. And that's the fear that Pete's mom has of accidentally walking in on Pete Davidson masturbating. Like, with that being said, he never has to worry because no mom should ever catch Pete mid-wink. Like yeah, she's, she doesn't she's want pro- to go blind. She's protecting her eyes as well. Like, it's not yeah. going to happen. He doesn't have to worry. Okay, so I want to talk about this story because <laughs> when I first discovered the beautiful thing called jacking off, I was like a teenager. But none of the door locks in our house worked. Like, my bedroom door lock was busted, and so was the bathroom door lock. Like, we had to open up the drawer in front of the bathroom door, you know what I mean, to block <gasps> have, it from yep. opening. I know what you're talking about, yeah. So I would do that, but the uh, the person trying to get in can still kind of peek in. So what I did was, okay, put the drawer in front of the door, and then I laid down on the bathroom floor, and I pressed, like, my feet against the door as I did sex to myself. You're like, like Mac- it, MacGyver. It was a gymnastics feat. Simone Biles, she doesn't have shit on me. <laughs> you like come out of the bathroom, like your like calf muscles are sore. Your mom's like, what were you doing? You're like, don't, don't worry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the site eater talked to scientists who said that the hotel breakfast buffet is pretty much a thing of the past because it can't exist in a COVID-19 world since everyone's crowded together around utensils and food. So because of this, hotels are finding other ways to serve breakfast, like breakfast bags, tapes, table silent, table, table side service, and <laughs> oh, conveyor belts. I know I can't talk. This got me shook up. Yeah, this, the end of the up. breakfast buffet is <laughs> hurting me that bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah, when this news came out um oh no that's terrible said the one person who loved spreading a tablespoon of jam on a squishy croissant with a bendy plastic knife speaking of <laughs> see you love them you i love will them. miss the breakfast buffet because the best way to wake up is to wake up to like people getting mad at you when you take all of the bacon and you put it on your plate and <laughs> you go and sit down like a mountain of bacon Sadly, you can't do that anymore. Mm -mm. And finally, at the beginning of the coronavirus lockdown in the UK about three months ago, the government threw down a sex ban, which meant that you could only have sex with someone you lived with. The ban was lifted a bit last week, and now people who live alone or single parents with children under the age of 18 can go to their partner's house to do sex. You like you create a bubble of sorts. <laughs> but if both of you live in a household with other people, you can't. This is so confusing. So it's like first the UK is telling people don't fuck the vegetables in your fridge. Remember when we talked about that story, Michael? Oh yes. It's like don't use spatulas, don't use cucumbers, all this stuff. Now they're being like, don't fuck strangers, don't have sex with humans. It's like make up your mind, England. Yeah, they don't want anybody to have sex, period. But you know how um, we were joking about how many babies were going to come out of this quarantine? Yes. So that is not going to happen in the UK if everyone followed these rules because there's going to be a newborn drought in a few months because who wants to fuck someone you live with? Like, your sex life ends as soon as you move in. 
that brings us to the end of the show. But before we go, if you'd like to send us a question, a note, whatever, you can email us at dtp at delisted.com. And if you haven't rated or subscribed to us yet, please do. Yes, we love it. So until next week, Allison. Bye, Michael. Bye. Thank you. Thank you very much.